Hello. So today we're going to be having a conversation on the second topic in the Shema, which is Yehovah or Lord in our Bibles. And today we've got Ian with us. So we're going to be talking a bit more on that theme of carrying the cross that we mentioned in the sharing, right? Because like in the sharing, we were um, explaining what Lord means yeah. in the Shema prayer, right? And, and if we call God the Lord of our lives, what that means for us right now in our daily lives is take up the cross. Right, follow him and take up our cross. So like Yen is going to be sharing like stories and yep. how he feels about taking up the cross. So yeah. today we get a today we get an in-depth look yes. at Yen. So if you ever want to, yeah, to know more about Yen, yeah. stay tuned. I mean like listen to the whole thing. Listen like Shema. No. No, that's not Shema. Okay, pay, pay okay anyway, okay, let's, no, let's no, get to it. Okay, so tell us a bit about you. Right. Like, we know you as the, yeah, everybody knows you as like the uni, Meta Uni leader, the drive Willy and Dimitri and, and Ephraim around and go buy ice cream guy and like the Cajon player. Cajon player, yeah. But tell us a bit about you in like uni. Yeah, so I think most of you all are familiar with me here like in church, you all, you all see me. But um, for me in uni, yeah, I, I don't get to talk about it much because... Yeah, I just don't get to talk about it much. But um, in uni, I, number one, am a student of marine biotechnology. It's a, it's a very interesting course, mm. yeah. In, I'm studying in Siaman University, about an hour from here. But other than just being a student, I'm also a CF president. Um, running on my second year, going to step down soon. Yeah, finishing two years soon. Yep, that's what I do in uni. Cool. And at home, like... And at home. What is you at home? What is me at home? Uh, me at home, generally, um, from, from young until now, like at home, my family background and my upbringing is more relatively, relatively chill, relatively um, low stress. Yeah, and so I kind of grew up with a, in a comfortable, yeah, you could say in a comfortable environment and I like it. I, yes, I like my comfort. Yes, <laughs> I like my free time. I like not having too many things to do because from young, I, my parents didn't force me to do a lot of things, lah. Yeah, like tuition all that. So how did you feel like going to uni, you had like assignments, uh, a lot of meetings because Ablaze is known for Intense the many meetings they have, caught by me. <laughs> but yeah, how do you feel about all this? Like I your personality wise, like do you like it? You uh, oh, personality wise, I generally dislike having a lot of things to do. Yes, yes, like uh, meet, having meetings packed for the whole day is something that goes against what I naturally like. Yeah, like it's not comfortable at all. So since we already know a bit about you, let's jump into it. Give us a story. Like try and think of a time like back, I don't know, back anyhow, like anywhere that um, taking up the cross was pretty real to you. Hmm. Because like taking up the cross is where it's a burden, that's what we said, right? Like, it's tough, it's a tough decision. Like, when was, when, like, do you remember? Can you give us, like, what happened? I think taking up the cross really hit me quite hard around um, 2018, that's two years ago, in um, Vision Clan Planning. Yes, so that was the year we had the, the field, field camp, Filet, Filet 2018. Field. Yep. And um, so in this, our, our vision camps are in December. And so, um, yeah. I'm just outlining for y'all what I'm usually doing in December. So firstly, I'm a student. That means um, in December, it's actually my midterms. And so I 
I got midterm exams or some assignments, tons of assignments actually in December. And secondly, um, December is also um, for me as a CF president, December is where CF is still running, you know, so we still have our weekly meetings, tons of planning to do because it's still the middle of the semester. Yep. And obviously as a part of a blaze, um, vision camp is coming up in December. So um, particularly that vision camp, it was the first time uh, me and Mingi, we were going to run a class, going to run a class teaching the Bible for I think around eight hours, eight hours of classes. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was a ton of responsibility that we had in December. And yeah, um, taking up a cross for me, I had, I was faced with a difficult decision in December um, because in all these three areas happened to kind of clash together. All the deadlines crashed upon the vision camp. So um, I had three exams. Yeah, I had three exams to prepare for. I had two assignments to complete. Uh, and these aren't small assignments. These were big assignments. And I had um, vision camp planning, which was probably the, the biggest thing at that time because vision camp is right around the corner. And I, I realized that all these um, responsibilities, all these things I had to do, um, were too much, but I realized it a bit too late. Yeah, um, that was a bit on my part because I, I was very into doing the weekly activities and I only, I only stood back and calculated what I needed to do a bit late. And so when I realized it, it was one week left to vision camp. One week left to vision camp. And I had three exams, two assignments, and a lot of the vision camp teaching to prepare. Yeah, just to give an outline, maybe um, some of you are not sure what, how much preparation goes into vision camp? But for, for the word department, right, which I was doing at that time, uh, the classes needed about 32 hours of preparation. Yeah, that's at least for my part. Yeah, I need about 32 hours to prepare. So one week. I think that's about the same hours, yeah, because yeah. yeah. like to give them a perspective, we were having different classes for different people. Yeah. 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 So like you had to prepare, we all have to prepare. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so 32 hours. Yeah, it's rough, I estimate roughly 32 hours okay. needed to yeah. prepare the classes and it's, it's a lot of time. And so we got all these things, 32 hours even, and that all those things are on top of my weekly responsibilities already, which are um, being a student, going to classes, um, also going to CF meetings each week and also doing LGs on the weekends. So I've somehow had to dig up an extra tons of hours close to 50 hours to do all my exam studying assignments and vision camp planning. And yeah, so it was particularly hard because I only realized it one week before and <clears throat> I sat there and I was trying to, I was trying to wrap my mind around, around how much I had to complete within that one week. And honestly speaking, I almost went crazy. Like I was sitting there calculating the hours and like, oh, this is too much, this is too much. I was, I basically needed to do I calculated what I need to do and it basically comes up to a schedule of this. For one week, I would have to only sleep for six hours a day. One week, six hours of sleep maximum. No naps, right? No naps, bro. No naps. <laughs> <coughs> for one week, six hours of sleep. The moment I wake up, I have to get to work. And it's work the moment I wake up until I sleep again. 18 hours straight, I would have to get things done. <laughs> like that's, that's some crazy focus right there. So I had to focus. 18 hours straight, Sleep, six hours max, wake up the next day, do it again. And um, for me, it was not something at all easy to do. I don't think it's, 
for anyone, I don't think it would be the easy thing to do, to work for 18 hours straight. Like, meal times, don't even have time to go out, you just stay in the room, ask friend tapau for me, yeah. So, I, I was sitting there contemplating this, I had to do this 18 hours a day work for, for a week, and for me, as a person growing, uh, I think I generally dislike stress, yeah, I, that's the background I was brought up in, and I really dislike stress, and this amount of crazy work that needs to be done, it, it's something that looks like, <laughs> the only word I can describe is, it's a, like a living hell, right? <laughs> it's, One, not, it's not, it's not <clears throat> you, right? Like, that's not your, that's, it doesn't fit your upbringing and stuff at all. Like, it just doesn't fit me as a person, like, probably wouldn't fit a lot of people. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I disdain it, like, just looking at the mouth, like, oh no, this, this is not possible. Everything inside of me was screaming, like, Ian, this is too much for you. You cannot do this, like, 18 hours a day, no, six hours sleep, you're going to be so tired, you're going to be so sleepy, you're going to wish you just give up already, and like, everything inside me screams, you cannot do it, and it's not possible. You're going to, you're going to burn out. Like, I, re I really contemplated burning out at the time. We actually had like a sit down <coughs> yeah. before the camp sometime, right? Yeah. To ask like, like what's going on and like whatever stuff. And and I think like in that sit down, you and me like... Yeah, we talked. We, 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 I did say a bit like how... Um, how we could help you. We were trying <laughs> to help you manage your yeah, yeah. hours a little bit. It's alright. Like, how did that go again? So basically after I... I knew how much I had to do and it was almost impossible, I... I sit down with Poi and, and we talk like uh, I was telling Poi how much like Poi I, I have too much to do and like, I gotta drop something man I, I just really gotta drop something I'm obviously not gonna drop my studies I'm not gonna like ah oh, you know what love Jesus don't need study for exam like no that's, that's not an option please please don't do that guys so obviously I still had to do my studies and one one of the other things had to go right I had to drop CF but I, already, I was already dropping a lot of CF staff responsibilities at that time just so I could prepare for the camp but I still felt I couldn't finish everything, right? Vision camp planning, those 32 hours. I was really, I was talking to Poe like, Poe, I don't think I can run the class anymore. I was asking Poe like, Poe, can, can you teach my class? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that almost happened for those of you who were in my class. Yeah, that almost happened. I was asking Poe like, I, I don't think I can prepare. I have no time for this. And I also and, contemplated dropping praise and worship, yeah. And I actually said like, if you really needed to, <clears throat> you could, right? Yeah. I like, you literally had the permission to do it already almost, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Poi was kind enough, like, to to give me that option, even though it's, it's my fault, but of bad time management here and there. But Poi gave me that option to, like, yeah, if it's too much for you, really, we can work something out. You, you can drop some things. But um, in, in that sit-down, um, you told me something. You told me, like, I, I was really close to dropping already, but you, you told me one thing that made me um, think again. You, you told me, um, would you be satisfied though if you didn't get the chance to serve? Would you be satisfied? And so, yeah, after, after that's where the talk ended and Poe just, yeah, bye Ian, and he, he went, went off. <laughs> and he, he let me, he let me, let that sink in, yeah. And so, yeah, after the talk, I was really, I was thinking real hard because it was, it was, it was a big decision for me. It was, do you want to try and just prepare for an exam with normal time like other students or do you want to do the crazy 18 hours a day straight work for seven days yeah the, the crazy thing that like a living hell for me and um but what Poe told me are you satisfied with with not being able to serve it i was really sitting back and thinking 
And that's when I realized, um, yeah, I, I think I will take up my cross. I think I'll take those 18 hours a week, 18 hours a day for, for a week. Yep, to, to do it can. What was the, what was the shift in perspective? Like, why did it, why did you, what made you, or what did you see differently that made you make that choice? Yeah, I think um, Holy Spirit really helped me realize something. Helped me realize what I was really weighing. So, see, at first the decision was just, uh, should I suffer? <laughs> should I suffer? Or should I suffer? <laughs> or should I be more comfortable but still get stuff done? Like, should I suffer and do the vision camp, or should I choose the less suffering route but still I have to do stuff? And um, the the paradigm shift happened when I decided it's. Not, not me that decided. When I realized it's not, a, it's not a matter of weighing suffering or comfort. It was weighing um, being able to partner with God or comfort. That, that's really what I was weighing. Right? If I gave up that opportunity to serve in camp, right, I, I could drop it. Right? Boy, as we mentioned earlier, Boi gave me that chance. I could really drop it. Boi would take my class. But um, I chose to took the, the 18 hours for 7 days, even though it will cost a lot, even though it would be a huge burden. Because I realized in that suffering, in that difficulty that I would go through, God will be working through me. Right? I'll be able to partner with God. I'll be able to share His word. That's what I'm really deciding. So I'm not just deciding suffering and comfort. I'm really deciding partner with God or comfort. So in, in that decision to take on the difficulty, in that decision to kind of take up the cross and suffer, inside that decision was partnering with God. And that's what really shifted. So in the end, I decided, yeah, I, I, I'd rather suffer more, but have the chance to see God work through me. And um, that really worked out well in the end. Like in the camp itself, when, yeah, so long story short, I, I took the crazy route. <laughs> I actually did 18 hours straight of work for seven days. And I was amazed at myself when, when I came out of it. And you did it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, and, I expected it to be a lot worse, right? I never done something like that before. I really expected it to be a lot worse. But when I was going through that one week of really working constantly, it was surprisingly light. It was surprisingly satisfying and joyful. Like I've never felt so happy preparing a sharing before. It's it's really hard to explain how much joy and satisfaction was I had during just those seven weeks of preparation. So I'd say like God. In the end, he strengthened me. He helped me, helped me through those seven weeks that I expected to seven be days, possible. Seven days. Seven days. Seven weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so God really helped me. And I, I would really say like, I'm, I'm not sure if any one of us here, any one of you here will understand how much joy it was. It's just a crazy amount of joy. The best way I can describe is, think of how much I hated it. Right? I totally hated it. I totally wanted to give up. I did not want to work 18 hours straight. That's how much I hated it. But, after going through it and coming out of it, I would say the joy I experienced of being able to partner with God topped that, that suffering. It topped that suffering many times. So it, it sh things shifted when you started to notice like, okay, first and foremost, you have to get it done. One way or another, something has to get done, right? Yeah. But it shifted when you realized, okay, actually this whole, this whole preparation, this whole work thing to do is like, it's, 
instead of seeing it as like, oh, it's something that I really hate doing, mm -hmm. you, you, you started to see it as like, okay, it's actually an opportunity because these are still things that you have to do. They're your, they're your, they are your responsibilities. Yeah. But rather than dropping and letting go and giving up, you saw it as like an opportunity that you can partner with God and see how He can work through you. Yes. Even when you don't, and you didn't even know like, yeah, you sure you could imagine like 18 hours a day, but you never knew like you would successfully come out of it. Yeah, right? I, nev I never knew Like that. there was no guarantee like, at the, okay, I sleep, I will make sure I only sleep six hours a day and then you never like, oh snap, I, snap, I slept eight hours today or something like that, right? And, and then like everything gets thrown off. There was no yeah. guarantee, but you did it, right? And then at the end of that, somehow when, when, it, when it came to it, like the only word that you can express after, I remember like when it hit vision camp that time, after like you giving him all the food and energy drinks and whatever to encourage him, and I, I remember that you, you were saying it was very joyful for you. It was tough, but after the vision camp, I remember also like, after we discussed, he like everybody was saying, saying like how yeah the sharing was a completely new thing for us to do, but it was like joyful. Yeah, like we had this question thing where after sharing we were Ooh. even still yeah. like talking about people were just so responsive doing the sharing. Yeah, yeah. And I could really feel like, yeah, even though it was really a burden, it was truly a blessing. Yeah, yeah. the blessing far exceeds the burden. So that's like camp. Yep, that's like, like what one, happens once in a lifetime. One, <laughs> once one in a life, once every year, twice every year. But, so that was taking up the cross in relation to that camp. Yep. So that the time frame there was about a good two years. Two, no, that like that prep that preparation week and then like camp oh, was maybe two two, two three, to weeks, three weeks. Two to three weeks, yeah. Tell us like if we take the same principle of taking up the cross, let let's let's scale that out into everyday life and like tell us about that. About taking up the cross in your day-to-day -day life. In the day-to-day -day life. See, that decision I made there and then. It, it was a big decision. Should I suffer or should I choose something, a more, a more comfortable route? Uh, that was a huge decision back then. But when, I really, when you really think about it, we are offered these opportunities each and every day. Right. Each and every day, you're given an opportunity. Would you want to take the hard route to, to suffer but be able to partner with God? Right. Because partnering with God isn't always something we naturally go towards. It's something that often requires sacrifice. It often something it requires um, giving up something that you like. Right. Like for me, I like my free time as something I had to give up for the camp. But as I mentioned, you face these decisions, you face these opportunities to partner with God each and every day. Each and every day, the decision, partner with God or your comfort. Partner with God, do what you're used to. This offer itself each and every day in terms of your free time, in terms of what would you rather do in mixing with your, your friends in school. Like you have these opportunities each and every day. So um, on a smaller scale, I would say these decisions add up, right? Like the simplest example for me is with my free time, right? It may not be as huge as the camp, but each and every day, what I would do do my free time, like do I want to sit down and watch tons of movies? I, I could do that, right? I'm it, generally, I'm able to fulfill my responsibilities and still have free time. Yeah, like I can do my CF president stuff, I can do LG leading, I can finish my studies, get decent grades, and I'd still have leftover time after that, right? Good one to two, two to three hours a day. And I could always choose to, it wouldn't be wrong if I said, oh, I've done my responsibilities, let me just use my free time to relax and do what I want. 
But um, really, God has opened this, this free time I have. God has opened the opportunity as well. Um, given me the opportunity to see like this free time, I can use it for Him as well. I can really, even though I could choose to use it for myself, for my comfort, right? Like watch movies and all that, play games, do something I really like. And I could, in fact, use that to, to do something God-related. Like study the Bible. It's something I still do enjoy. It's just not something I would always go towards. Right? It's not my first response to, oh, run to the Bible every time you want to seek relaxation. It's not easy to make that choice. So yeah, that's, that's just for me. And for some of y'all, you, you are faced with the opportunity, you are faced with that decision, um, partner with God or comfort, you are faced with that decision in other ways. Yeah. So for each person, it will look really different. I think that's like a part where when we say when when the phrase taking up the cross comes comes up like it's a it's a relatively well-known sentence I think most people understand and they can picture like taking up the cross it's a it's definitely related to sacrifice it's related to suffering it's related to pain right but but the part that like people don't get was like the blessing part of taking up the cross where people don't quite understand like if you choose to see it as suffering, mm. that is precisely what it will be. But if you can see beyond that and understand and notice like it is opportunity to partner with God, which was like what we were created for, yeah. you actually, you look past that and you realize like, oh, okay, actually these, these things that I call like tremendously difficult are precisely the opportunities that I get to um, partner with God, even in like tiny, small stuff during the day. So Ian, uh, if I'm getting this right, you are saying that you have free time, but you are also doing your responsibilities, mm -hmm. right? Like your CF stuff, <coughs> your school stuff. And that is the necessary things you need to do in life. Yeah. Right. Then when we say taking up the cross day to day, we are purposely choosing to do unnecessary things, like the tough decisions that we don't really need to do it, but we are purposely saying I will choose to do the unnecessary, the extra thing. So what do you think? Like, do you agree? Do I agree? Um, I think taking up the cross, we have to bear in mind. Okay, taking up the cross follows the example of Jesus Christ. Yes. Right, taking up the cross, making hard, hard decisions. The, the idea behind it, it's not that you make hard decisions when necessary. Right? I, I want to bring all of us back to the story I, I, I shared earlier. Right. I didn't have to make that decision. Yeah. Right. It's not like Boy was holding me at gunpoint. No, Ian, you have to take those seven days. You have no choice. You said you're going to do it. You have to do it. No, I, I had a choice. I actually had a choice. And for most of us in the day-to-day -day time, yeah. we have a choice. Right. It wouldn't be wrong if we didn't want to. Right. It's not like we had a gunpoint. No. But taking up the cross, the idea behind it is doing what is the most loving thing. Not just doing what is necessary, but doing the most loving thing. Let me give an illustration. Let's just say um, I fulfilled my responsibilities. Let me use my free time to do what I like. Mm. Would it be wrong? The answer is, I don't think so. It's, it's very hard to say you're wrong. Because I, I, yeah, I'm still fulfilling my responsibilities. But I think taking up your cross, it's not just about doing right or wrong. It's not a matter of right or wrong. It's a matter of the loving thing to do, going the extra mile. Right, so let's talk about free time now. Is it wrong? No. But what would be the loving thing to do in my time? The loving thing to do in my time would be not to use it on myself, my pleasures, my joy, but to sow it for others. Right. 
to sow it for others. And that's the idea behind taking up the cross. We can look to Christ Jesus' example for this, right? Um, think about Jesus um, dying on the cross, taking up the cross, all that, dying on the cross. When he took up his cross to die for the sins of mankind, he, he wasn't obligated to, right? <laughs> God the Father didn't hold him at gunpoint and say, go and die, you have no choice. No, he had a choice. God has a choice. Jesus has a choice whether he wants to die for our sins or not. But in him, when he was taking up his cross, he chose to do the hard thing, even though it wasn't something he forced to do. He was obligated by his own love. Out of his love, out of his immense love, he chose to do the hard thing and die for the sins of others. That is the first example of taking up the cross and that is why we want to take up our cross. We are learning from him. Wow. Yeah, so like, Listening to something like this, like I'm super like inspired by like whatever you're saying. But I guess part of me will feel like, oh, does it mean I have to like be part of Vision Camp 32 hours, then only I'm carrying the cross or like like I believe it's not like that for everybody, oh, no. right? Yeah. I think carrying carrying the cross it looks very different for each person. Right? For yeah. me at that for me specifically, I, it was difficult for me to give up free time. For me, the partnership with God comes specifically from when I managed to give my free time to do the things of God. So that's where I carry my cross. But for another person, right, you may have, you may have other things that you like that you would have to give up, right? So, uh, some people would have to give up, I don't know, a sport, right? Maybe they're spending too much time doing a sport. Or, <laughs> hey, sports are still healthy, please do sports. Yeah. But for another person, it would be drama, right? For me, drama is not as much. A, <laughs> drama is not as much a big thing for me. It's yeah, but for someone, they might have to give up drama, and so the cost is different for each one of us. So keep that in mind. The cost will be different, and similarly, it's not just the cost that's different, but the opportunity to partner with God is different, right? Not not everyone here will be able to partner with God in terms of leading a CF or planning vision camp, right? Not I don't think all of you here watching are gonna teach the word in vision. You might, you might. You might. You might. Yes, more you people know, joining the word team. But that's fine, right? Even if they don't do that, that's like, we never said carrying the cross equals spend 32 hours yeah. of camp prep. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, sorry. No, no, go ahead. But what is interesting is that that was what skill and talent that was given to you. Like, you are good at sharing and like you are interested, like you just have mm -hmm. this thing in you to really like learn and teach, learn and teach especially like the complicated stuff and the, and we do see in, even in our own leadership team, people all have different skills and talent, right? I'll never ever be able to just stand on the stage and people will laugh at me like Joel, you know, like he has Ooh. that like, <laughs> like that funny face and like thinking about it, I think like if let's say talk about camp, Right? For me, I would feel like I had to sacrifice being like brave enough to not care about what people think of me. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, like the jobs and the roles I took had a lot like standing on the stage, like yeah. worship leading, sharing. doing the one that is sharing, the one that's giving the announcement. Like people would give you one face or the other <laughs> sometimes and it's yeah. new people most they give you the stone face yeah and like let's all raise our hands and sing nobody raise their hands and then but okay let me carry that cross because that's the skill that God has given me that's the ability that I have and yeah it doesn't matter what people think and 
I could think about what they're thinking, but I chose to. Yeah, that's something that I personally chose. And it's just wonderful that it's different for you, different for me, and I'm sure different for you. I think to really identify <clears throat> which area you you might be challenged to carry across. You can do it this way. You can look at who you are, the people, the influence you have, um, what kind of people you mix with. You can look at your gifts. Mm. You can look at your time. Right? These, these are things that are given to you. So the question is a question of what is the most loving thing you can do with these things you are given. Right? If you're given time, use it for, to love others. If you're given the gift of singing, use it to serve God, use it to love others as well. You know, bring them into the presence of God through your, your singing. Yeah. If you are given a gift of teaching, teach. Right? Yeah. It's something that Paul says. So taking up the cross very much goes, taking up the cross goes beyond, first you handle what you should do. Mm, of course. Right? But then after that, you more than that, you go to, you start to go into what you can do, which is like almost limitless yeah. at times. Yes. Right? Um, I think sometimes people can get they, they, they miss out the first part and then they just do like everything of the second one. Like, yeah, I spend all my time in LG. I spend all my time in church and whatever, right? How do we like, like for the people listening, how do we reel them in and how do we help them balance and help them see like that? I think what Poe mentioned is really on point where you have to first fulfill your responsibilities, right? Mm. Don't go and do some, don't do the extra if the necessary isn't even done. Yeah. Right? Love includes the necessary stuff. Like, yeah. let me, the simple example I can think of is, oh, I love Jesus so much. I'm going to serve in church all the time. Never go home. Never go home. Never see my parents. Never minister. Never care about my brother. Like, that, that's not a very loving thing to do. You might say you're loving God in one area, but you're not loving the people He gave you in your family. So it requires a balanced outlook, right? Do, do what's necessary first, right? If I think family is definitely necessary, right? God, it's not like you're supposed to treat your family like trash and love God. That doesn't make sense. Mm. People are made in the image of God. <laughs> love them. Right? Love your family. They are the closest people around you first. And studies, right? Another thing as well. Don't, don't say, oh, I love Jesus so much. I'm going to play guitar all the time and never study. Right? No, please do your studies well. Yes. That's what God gave you as well. Mm. And, and like, yeah, so, do the necessary before you do the extra, and that's that's fairly important. Um, I think another aspect to like just to close things off, something that people don't quite realize about giving up their free time, because everybody usually identifies free time as like chill time, you know, like mm. me time. That's sort of like leave me alone in my room yep. and don't touch me and let me do whatever I want to do. That sort of thing, right? Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> but. But there's an aspect about like resting. Uh, there's there's an aspect about free time and rest, and and sometimes choosing different ways to spend that rest that makes a difference. Yeah. Right. Like, like how will we call it? Um, healthy rest. Healthy rest. Yeah. Healthy okay. Rest. Yeah. I think. Um, see the. Oftentimes, I think um, the decision to love God, we, we talk about this very often in LG. I think, like, oh, sacrifice, you know, do something you don't like. And it sounds like tons and tons of suffering, right? Remember, that's what I used to think at first. Like, oh, such, such so much suffering, so much difficult things to do. Why does God want me to make such difficult choices in life? Does God want me to suffer all the time? No, um, I really think God is, 
indeed a good father and what he's really directing you towards isn't a life of suffering, right? It, there will be suffering. That there will appear to be suffering. It, it is. It's going to be difficult. But what lies inside that difficulty at first is, in fact, your true joy, your true rest, being able to partner with God, which is what you were created for. See, I think the, the world and what we are used to around us, they present a lot of illusions of rest. Right? You think if you do this thing, you'll be more relaxed. But at, at least for me, when I, when I binge watch, <laughs> or like when we used to play a lot, we used to a lot play Dota, Dota. Time, right? hours. When we used to play hours and hours of Dota and we call that rest. Or when we binge watch tons and tons of something and we call that rest. But honestly speaking, it is not as fulfilling. It is not as it's not as filling as we think. Right? There's something about it that like it doesn't re-energize you sometimes. In fact, sometimes it leaves you hungering for more. Mm. After you're done with one series, you go on to the next, to the next. It is not it is the illusion of rest, I would say. And so I think in this taking up your cross, inside taking up your cross is found your true rest. Is inside taking up your cross is being able to rest in God's presence, rest as his child, is his child. Right? So we shouldn't see this decision as a terrible decision. We should in fact see it's something our loving father wants us to get into for our own good. Taking up our cross is something God given us for us to do for our own good. I don't know what two of you think, but I think like for myself at least, like growing in church and like through my teens and into my young adult life now, um, something that we're not willing to admit is that there will be suffering in life. Because sometimes we just want to look for comfort as much as we can, you know. And then when, when we hear taking up the cross and it sounds like, wow, God is forcing me to do like all the stuff that I don't want to do. God is forcing me to suffer, that sort of thing. Um, without actually like, Without, a, without an overview of life and understanding like, well, whether you like it or not throughout life, you're going to have to do some things that are painful and you're going to have to suffer, right? You can either choose to actually face it or run away from it, which is, what, which is sometimes what a lot of people choose to do, like with whether games, TV shows, whatever, right? But, but then when we look at life in that sort of a manner, and then when we look at God's opportunity telling us like, hey guys, um, through all those different aspects of suffering, through all those responsibilities that you call really difficult and really like unnecessary, I actually want to partner with you to help you learn how to go through life well and learn like learn to walk in our ways. And sometimes we just need to, that's the aspect of like letting go control that we need to learn, right? Instead of just saying, I know what's best for my life, right? Then God, God, like, God actually knows like what, what would actually be good for me. And I, I, I can trust him yeah wow so yeah thanks Ian for sharing with us I think that's a lot for us to yeah. think about digest it good food for thought yes and if there's anything you know you can look for us on whatsapp yeah yeah so any last thing you guys want to share any last thing you want to like, share last thought to leave them with anything Last song. I think I'll, I would like to leave behind the, take it, in relation to taking up a cross, mm. I would like to leave behind the image of God, right? The image of God as your father, as, as your shepherd, right? The Bible says in Psalms, Psalms 23. 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm. He makes me um, go down into green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. So in taking up your cross, it seems like suffering, but bear this image of God as your shepherd in your mind.
he's not leading towards leading you to a death. He's leading you towards pastures of green. He's leading you towards quiet waters where true rest is found. Mm. So, all right, that's all for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yep. See you next time. See you on the next one.